Welcome to the Inner Feminine Beast Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching you winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Hey, hey, IFB. All right. So today is me, another amazing inner phone beast interview. I'm excited because we're going to have a conversation about something we have not really discussed here. So for all my woo-woo mamas, you're going to especially love today. Um, I I mean this from the bottom of my heart as a metaphysical woman, as a woman who went to the College of Metaphysical Studies, I truly believe that business is a spiritual practice. And for me in sales, especially, um, you know, sales is my jam. It's not just what I do. It's literally who I be. It's who I am. Uh, I can't think of anything more sexy and more spiritual than selling. Um, in many ways, it is truly the start of many people's success when they say yes to working with you. And so um, today it's going to be fun, though, because we're not only going to talk about sales, we're going to talk uh, with a woman. I'm going to read her bio in just a second, who's a spiritual business coach, but she really kind of incorporates plant medicine and understanding human design as well to help her clients really develop the business that's best aligned for them and their strategies. So we haven't had this conversation before, which I find hard to believe, but that way, you know, it's going to be good. So hang out with us. Ready? I'm going to introduce to you today, our guest, Yolanda Boyrin. Yolanda is a spiritual business coach for the driven entrepreneur that is looking to combine practical sales and marketing strategies along with energetics. As a human design coach, she's been able to grow her business to a seven figure brand. And she also helps certify other coaches in this modality while significantly increasing the sales and income all from a place of alignment without the hustle. Yolanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. As you know, our energies just align very well. So I'm excited for this chat. I have been looking forward to this one too. I mean, I love all the guests that we've had, but I kind of, you and I talked like, I feel like months ago and I'm like, where is she at? When is this conversation happening? So it's here and I'm open and I'm receiving, I'm listening. I have my pen because I'm sure I'm be taking notes. But we're going to jump into it. So again, I'm excited to discuss all the things about plant medicine. But before we do, um, I know that our listeners love hearing a little bit about the backstories before we get into the woman who now has her seven figure brand. You have a particularly interesting backstory, and I really appreciate your vulnerability. And uh, I'd love for you kind of to share with us what was it like for you? What was the story before where you're at now? Mm, Okay. I'm going to try and sum this up because it's obviously a very long journey. Um, I grew up, 
I don't want to say in poverty, but I definitely grew up with no examples of abundance, wealth. I I literally thought you were either born into money and that was it, or, you know, you were just like, those are the cards that you were dealt. So I grew up in a two bedroom house that had seven people in it. Um, three people in one bedroom, three people in another. And then I had a cousin that stayed on the couch. So Um, as I started getting a little bit older, I had the, you know, everybody has the one crazy uncle. I had this crazy uncle that went against everything in the family, the black sheep. And he talked to me and my cousins about, um, spirituality, conscious creation, manifestation, the power of your thoughts. And he used to always say he was going to manifest the lottery. And when I was four, five, six, seven, like, it was like, oh my gosh, my uncle's going to manifest the lottery. This is so cool. And he's going to buy me this. He's, he's going to buy me this. And then as I started getting older, which by the way, my mom at the time, I grew up in a very Catholic home, you know, very strict. Like my mom was like, this is not like, this is not the thing. We're not going to do this. So I used to have to hide my belief systems and things like that. And so as I got older, Um, my uncle, we would go to museums. He was a very intellectual person, very well-read, um, very intelligent. We would go to museums and then we would stop for lunch and then he would start drinking. And then he would start telling the waitress, I'm going to manifest the lottery one day. And as you're getting older, you're a teenager. It's like, this is so embarrassing. My uncle's drunk. Like, just please shut up. And then, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And at the age of 16, I got pregnant and had my son at the age of 17. My uncle was super disappointed in me. So um, we actually were not communicating. The really interesting thing is um, right before he actually manifested his lottery win, he reached out to me and he said, Yolanda, um, I, I, you know, I want to talk to you. I want to meet your son because he hadn't met my son. And so we kind of made amends that day. And you know, he was just like, I love you. I just didn't want this for you. And then the very next day he called me and I could tell he was drunk and he was screaming at the top of his lungs that he manifested the lottery. And I was like, my uncle's drunk, like, (laughs) come on. And then my other uncle grabbed the phone and he's like, no, he's being serious. $42 million. And I was like, what? Yeah. So At the age of 17, I was like, okay, maybe there is something to this. Your thoughts create your reality. And I, of course, dove into like all things, the secret. And uh, I started reading about how the brain processes information, quickly started manifesting tons and tons of stuff, became very successful by the age of 25, bought my first brand new home at the age of 21, drove a Mercedes, all the things, um, 25, making multiple six figures, multiple six figures in the bank account. And I thought that I was doing the right thing, right? Like providing my son and my husband, like with this amazing lifestyle until my, my son turned 14. And then, uh, he attempted suicide, not once, but twice Mm. and he had to be hospitalized. And it really was a big awakening. You know, I was already a spiritual person, but this was like an even deeper dive into my spirituality, my trust, my faith, my beliefs. and it really, it really rocked my world. It really changed things for me. And I was like, why am I hustling for a dollar when that's not what I like? I need the people that I love the most. And so I started this business because of that. Yeah. 
but this isn't the, um, thank you for sharing that. And I honestly, that was such a good story. <laughs> like, wow, 42 million. That is, yeah. that's no joke, but that's interesting. That'll definitely start making you think like, is this possible? It seems like it is. So real quick, before we get into more of the spiritual aspects, I just want everybody to understand, um, really how, why I have you as a guest. I just find you to be so impressive. And again, um, at such a young age, being able to do all these things. And then you also, that this seven brand, uh, seven figure brand that you have now is not the first seven figure company you've established. What I love about you too, is you were involved in real estate and my listeners know I am very passionate about real estate. This is how I'm building my wealth, but um, you had a different spin on it. So tell us a little bit about the real estate business that you had prior to the company you have now. Yeah. So I actually wound up, um, accidentally getting involved in real estate. I graduated with my, um, degree in business major in marketing. And, um, so I was actually rejected for this, uh, opportunity that was paying $35,000 a year. And I was so depressed. And then all of a sudden this opportunity for real estate came up and I was presented with, um, working for home builders. And I was hustling. Like I, you know, was making six and multi six figures very quickly, um, which thank God that didn't, that $35,000 a year opportunity didn't work out because this panned out, but I was hustling like six, seven days a week, 10 to 12 hour days. Um, it was obviously very rewarding, but it was, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So Let's get into it because everyone's like, okay, get to the plant medicine. <laughs> I think this is because it's a new topic for us. So, you know, so it's really interesting that you are working with your clients. You are doing the business strategies. You're doing the consulting. You're helping them to really develop um, the systems that are aligned for them and their personal goals, but you're incorporating plant medicine. So tell us exactly what that means. And um, I'd love to see where this conversation goes. Yeah. So plant medicine has changed my life. Um, And when I say plant medicine, I'm referring to, you know, numerous different styles. I mean, obviously there's um, marijuana, there is bufo, there's ayahuasca, there's um, combo, which is actually an animal medicine. Um, I feel like I've tried so many different things. Um, So, oh, and microdosing mushrooms, psilocybin, things like that. So in my containers, plant medicine had changed my life so much in my containers. I started incorporating up to the client. Of course, if they wanted to incorporate microdosing, they were more than welcome to now microdosing is psilocybin mushrooms, which is a psychedelic. But when you take a microdose, you're not, you're not feeling anything. It's literally helping you reprogram your brain. It's creating new neural pathways. So the thing that you once thought wasn't possible before, now this is shifting and helping you actually reprogram that. So when we're creating a new neural pathway, this is why like affirmations and things like this aren't, you know, it's not the be all end all. Like people are like, but I do my affirmations every day. Okay. But your belief system is stuck over here and you're trying to embody this. And so that's why it's repetition and it's continuous conscious effort. So when you take psilocybin, you start to create these new neural pathways with ease. Serotonin increases your level of connection to divine God, universe, whatever you believe in, your pineal gland starts to decalcify. That's your third eye. And so the clarity that you have, the connection, mind, body, soul that you have, it changes. And so I give my clients this option. Do you want to incorporate this 
And all of a sudden, I'm not going to say that they're fear-free, but all of a sudden the things that once felt like they created crippling anxiety, the things that they once felt they were scared to get visible for, like all of a sudden it's not becoming a problem and they're moving forward and they're taking action. And so you and I have the same belief in the sense that um, business is a spiritual journey. It's a personal growth journey. It's a deep dive, like growing your business is a deep dive into who you are and what you're capable of. And it is, it's a mind fuck, you know? (laughs) And so when I incorporate this modality with my clients, it's, it's taking these new belief systems that they want to be operating from and it's making it their reality versus this struggle to get there. Yeah. So a lot of questions about this, but no, I agree with you. And I always say, if you want a spiritual journey, then become an entrepreneur because you're going to learn what you love about yourself, what you fucking hate about yourself, like what you're really great at, what you suck at. And you're pretty much alone with you and your thoughts. Even if you have a big team, like look at an organizational chart, like you're up top by yourself and you just have all of these uh, thoughts that come up and usually they are, you know, a lot of doubts and a lot of conditioning. You, you, you're going to be experiencing a lot of the looping patterns that you've had in your life because as an entrepreneur, you're constantly striving to get to the next level. But in order to do that, you have to pass the test of grace. You have to really mm-hmm. master this level before you get to the next. And so all the things that you kind of swept under the rug for a long time, they're going to come out right? Like it's really like they're being suppressed and now it's being released. So yeah, it's a spiritual journey. And that's why, you know, we're doing the things that people are not willing to do, but that's why we're going to get to live the lifestyle that they don't get to live. And so, um, I feel like I I'm excited for this conversation. So I'll be honest with you. Every single thing that you just named, I have never done any of them. And like, I, I haven't. And part of me is like, I'm already so out there anyway. Do I even need that? Um, there's a little bit of fear that comes with what would happen if I took that. So I imagine, and and tell me how this works, that you're kind of guiding your clients while they're taking the actual substance. Are you supporting them in like their, their trips or like, what would you call it? Is that even the correct term? How would you yeah, say so that? when you're microdosing psilocybin, mm-hmm. um, you're not, you're not experiencing a trip. You're not experiencing okay. anything. You can't feel it. You're, you know, you're just growing, going on throughout your day. So that the microdose is not actually... It's almost like when you get a puppy and you know that that puppy is growing, but it's like six weeks later, you look back at when you first got it and then you're like, oh my gosh, it's grown so much, right? Like that's the effect of a microdose. Um, I personally don't guide uh, clients through, um, you know, uh, plant medicine journeys simply because it's a really big responsibility. I know a lot of people that they take, you know, even mushrooms one time in a ceremony and then they want to go and they, they want to teach everybody else. And I I do hold space for clients who have gone and done it with my shaman that I recommend, because there's a lot of stuff in the medicine world that you really have to, you know, look out for. Um, But you're messing with somebody's psyche here. You're, you're really messing with somebody's psyche here. So people who do that, that are like, oh, I'm qualified to now hold space for you. <laughs> I took a mushroom journey and now I'm qualified. Um, I don't believe in that. So no, the microdose is, is strictly like we're, we're holding space for the things that are coming up, but we're reprogramming what you want, but you're not experiencing anything. I mean... I'm so glad you brought this up. And this is really important. I talk about this all the time. So, I mean, there are money coaches out there who do not make money. There are business coaches out there who do not have a successful business. There are relationships coaches out there who are not in a happy relationship. And the thing is, um, 
Y'all, I wouldn't let a girl who just got out of beauty school do my hair. I bleached my hair. That is not happening, right? So why in the fuck would you let somebody mess with your energy, with your mind, a mindset coach who hasn't done the work? Going to a weekend retreat does not certify you, okay? Think about it like this. If someone is in your energy and you're like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just Reiki. Like, no, it just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. You're an energetic body before you're a physical body. And if you're just letting anybody mess with you, that's like doing bathroom surgery. It really is. It's like the girls that go in the basements and get the BBLs. Like, don't do that. It never works out well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of the same thing. It really is. So um, you have to remember too, this is very important. It's 100% okay to ask questions for the people that you're going to. It's very important that you have referrals, recommendations, validation, testimonials that you can check out um, and make sure that they are doing the proper work because you just don't want anybody touching your energy. I know you can't see it, but I'm telling you it is real. So that's really great advice. And I'm happy that you agree with that as well. And um, I'm, I'm honest with people. I'll never teach anything that I haven't personally mastered. I'll, I'll send you to someone. I'll give you my suggestion, but I'll let you know, like, I'm not positive. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, the human design is really interesting because when you and I are connecting right away, um, you're like, so what is your human design? And I had um, a lovely interview by Courtney Conan, give a little shout out to her. And she kind of helped me to understand that again, this is not my forte, but uh, my human design is that I'm a manifesting generator. And I kind of say that, like, I think, and you're like, oh yes, yes, girl, that is what you are. And <laughs> I would love for you because you, I could tell you're an expert at this. You could rant for days. Oh, this means that this means that. So our, our listeners know me pretty well. So if I am a manifesting generator, what does that mean to you? Um, what can you say about me just from knowing that alone? Well, first and foremost, this is why we get along so well. Because you are too? <laughs> I am too. Of yes. course. That makes sense. I do it. <laughs> so manifesting generators. Here's the thing. Before I say this, I want everybody who's listening to understand that it is not best to be one thing or the other. It is best to be you fully embodied. Go ahead. Quick, sorry. Let's let's even describe what human design is because some of our listeners, they're still coming out of the spiritual closet. They love the, the business and sales strategies here and that we sprinkle in spirituality, but that, that might be even a whole new thing to them. So let's start with what human design is. And then I would definitely want you to get into what you're going to say. Yeah. So human design is a blueprint, an energetic makeup of who you are when you came into this world prior to conditioning, prior to, you know, your parents' thoughts, societal norms. It is you fully you. And I always use the quote from Albert Einstein. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will go its entire life thinking it is stupid. And that's what human design brings to the perspective. We as a society are operating off of this one thing of what is successful. How do you reach success? How do you build a business? How do you do this? We're always looking for the rules because our brain is like, oh, this person achieved it. Let me just do what they did. And it's actually the exact opposite. If you are not embodying your energy, you're actually creating resistance to the money that you want, to the business that you want, to the clients that you want. So human design opens up perspective into who you are and how you're meant to operate. It's It gives you permission to be you. So in human design, there are five different energy types, you being a manifesting generator. The reason why I say it's so important for people to understand, don't judge based on other people is, again, it's how you're meant to operate. Everyone is perfect as they are when you utilize your strengths and your tools. 
So there are five different energy types. There's so much more to it than energy type. However, the manifesting generator, we are the quantum leapers. So let's say I'm going to use this as an example, and you're probably just going to nod along because you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's me. So we are the people that if somebody says, if you were like, okay, I want to start this business. And somebody says, okay, well, in order to master that, in order to do that, it's going to take you a year, two years to build that up. And you're like, honey, give me a month and I'll show you what I got. Right. Like that is the type of energy that manifesting generators bring. So when I was fired from my corporate position, I had no programs, clients, testimonials, like nothing, never been an entrepreneur, but um, created six figure income within four months, multiple six within six months. And now I feel like every, you know, I used to say to people, I can do in a day, what takes most people do in a week. But now I can honestly say in half a day, I can do what people do in a month. And yes. I love it. It's easy. Like, yeah. So that's really interesting. Okay. So far. Yes. <laughs> so we are actually here. Every energy type comes into the world with a purpose. The purpose mm-hmm. of the manifesting generator is to, to break societal norms, to break what people look at as the ceiling. We are meant to say, no, 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 that's not the ceiling go further. So we are the people who skip steps And we get further ahead. And then people are like, how did you do that? What did you do? And it's like, because you're stuck over here while you're trying to focus on your logo and focus on your website. And I've already signed 500 clients already, you know, like that's the type of energy of the manifesting generator. We're also natural born rebels. It's like, don't tell me what to do. Cause the second that you tell me what to do, I no longer want to do it. I'm going to do my own thing. I don't like My mom is a manifesting generator. I'm a manifesting generator. And we butt heads so much because she wants to tell me what to do. And I'm like, leave me alone. I don't want to be told what to do. (laughs) Um, What else can I say about a manifesting generator? We are energy beings. So we, I mean, just like you said, half a day, you can complete what somebody's doing in a week. It's because you have this go, go, go type energy. Sometimes we can get caught up in the, um, checking things off the box though, because for us, action is everything because we are those energy beings. And so sometimes we have to, if our not self theme, which is when you're out of alignment of frustration, if frustration is surfacing, it's because we're used to things going very quickly. We're frustrated. It's not going our way, or we're out of alignment with the thing that we said yes to when it was actually enough. So we're sacral beings. Go ahead. I'm laughing because, um, I'm really blessed. Uh, he's probably listening right now as this is when it's live. My husband's a big fan of the show and he listens to almost all of the episodes and he talks about, oh, that guest was great. That guest was great. He's laughing. He's like, uh-huh. You're just talking about how great she is, but what are the negative things about her? <laughs> and at the same time, I'm curious uh, about the human, uh, and we're going to broaden this too, but when it comes to this human design in particular, what, what is it like socially for most manifesting generators? We're very magnetic people. Mm-hmm. Like people naturally just want to be in our energy. Like it's it's almost like this natural charisma, but it kind of depends on your profile and some other things in your um, chart as to like whether you want to be around people or whether they just want to be around you. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the reason I ask it's funny. Um, maybe it's not. It's because literally it's my career. Like I my I don't. This isn't a career. What do you call this? My, my, career. My, business, my business. Like, I don't know. I don't look at it as career. Career sounds like I have to do it. It's my corporate thing. Like it's not. Um, so because of this is my life really. Um, but it's funny, you know, I, I get paid to talk every day and I have big, bold conversations and then I'm coaching. And when I'm coaching, I'm known to disrupt. I'm known to shake you with love. I'm not really the gentle kind of coach. Um, but I, 
I tend to bring that into my social life <laughs> and I, I'm not the, the lady that sits around with tea and just kind of nods very well. Um, I very often have people say, did she just say that? I'm like, yes, I did. So I'm not, but my, my online friends love that about me. And they're like, I love the fact that you just, I just met you and just said that. I love that you are making me like feel like on my toes. I love that you're not ever filtered. And um, I think, you know, when you are being seen online and you're in your position of authority, that makes sense. But um, I noticed that's something that comes up with time. I'm like, I'm, I cannot censor myself. I can't do it. Like I suck at that. <laughs> so uh, that's a great question. So yeah. manifesting generators, what makes a manifesting generator is we have a connection from our throat to one of our motor centers and mm-hmm. our sacral is our guiding light. That's your gut. That's your gut instinct. Mm-hmm. That's the like, I want this. I don't want this. Right. Like it's like, when you see somebody walking down the road, you're instantly attracted to them or you're not like, that's the gut reaction to, do I want to do this in my business? Do I want to go here? Do I want to do this with that gut being the leading factor connected to your throat? It's like, yeah, it's just going to come out as quick as, as quick as it's come into my body. It's just going to come out. See, Joey, I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) All right hear the same thing from my family. They're like, Yolanda, calm your throat chakra down, calm your throat chakra down. (laughs) Okay. So I don't want to keep talking about just, you know, manifest and generators because there's so many different, um, human designs, but the reason I wanted you to kind of talk about that to just show our audience that I knew like the back of your hand, you'd be able to talk about it and that this is your expertise. And so when your clients come to you, then you're helping them to understand their human design. Let's talk about how knowing your human design actually, uh, helps to in the subject of sales and and in business why is it important for me to know this and um yeah let's hear let's hear more about that so going back to that quote if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree um when you are starting your business most people look at okay what is the successful person doing and then this happens more often than not you try to attempt that same thing and it doesn't work. And obviously from a sales and marketing perspective, it's because that person's in a different, you know, uh, place in their business versus you are. However, that could also be the exact opposite of how your energy is supposed to operate. So not only do you have the energy types that differentiate you and say, okay, this is how you're most of the time going to operate. Um, You also have your energy centers, which coincides with your chakra system. And so knowing those chakras, knowing what's defined and undefined. And when I say defined, that's a center in your energy that is you and your power. When I say undefined, that's where you're actually absorbing other people's energy. Mm -hmm. So what I have helped my clients master is I tell them, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to market to your undefined centers because that's where you're connecting in with other people. So when you're marketing and you're getting in front of people, you have to understand what is it that they're struggling with? What is it that they're going through? Mm -hmm. And if I can tap into your energy, then I understand that at a deeper level. Yeah. And then from your defined centers, this is you, this is your solid energy. This is you, no matter what you do, you cannot change this other otherwise through conditioning, of course. But through your defined centers is how you're selling. Because when people are feeling like I don't have this, but you have this, that's where you maximize profits. Yeah. So I'm taking the whole chart. There's the profile, there's the arrows, there's your gates, your channels, your energy centers. There's so much to the chart. 
And I'm reading the story of your body, of your energy, of your chart. And then I'm telling you, go do this, go implement this, go do this this way. And people are literally blown away. They're like, oh my God, Yolanda, like that worked. And I'm like, yeah, of course it did. (laughs) So let's talk about how this works. Cause I'm sure you can explain it. Cause you're doing, honestly, this is a really big concept that you're breaking down really well. Um, so basically all of your human design is broken down by the moment you're born, where you're born, how the time you're born. Like that's, that really just explains who you are for the rest of your life. Is that how that works? So there's two different aspects to it. So in human design, you technically have two birth dates. The first birthday is six months into your mother's womb. So it is believed that six months into your mother's womb, your personality, your your unconscious habits, your energy is being formed. So that's the astrology of six months into the womb that creates how your body shows up. So when you walk into a room, you're not trying to be this thing. It's just who you are. Mm -hmm. And then on your actual birthday is how the cosmos aligned based on where you're born you know, state, city, all of those things and the cosmos for that day, how they aligned at that particular time. And now that creates how your mind shows up, how you're thinking, how you're presenting yourself from a conscious place. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I didn't know what time I was born until just like this year, because, um, I mean, it was not an easy, uh, delivery, my poor mom. Thank you, mom. <laughs> and uh, so she wasn't really like paying attention to the time and all that. My dad's no longer here to tell me. And my birth certificate, uh, it doesn't say maybe it's because I have a copy. I think I have the original, but it just didn't say it on there. And so for the longest time, I didn't get a reading. And I was just like, well, I just don't know my time. And that's pretty important. And you can do it without it. But I mean, it doesn't help as much. Okay. Don't make excuses because it's so easy. I literally just called the government building and I said, this is my first name. This is my last name. And this is the day I was born. And they said, oh yeah, you were born at 1243 PM. And I was like, oh, well, that was really easy. Thank you. Like, that's how easy it was to get my birthday. Like they literally just search you at the hospital that you were born and they can pull it up. So um, if you have any reason that you don't know, and you haven't got a reading, like it's that easy. I just want to let you know, cause that was my issue of getting a reading. So um are, so when you're working with your clients, it's primarily entrepreneurs and they are getting support in business. And then you incorporate this. Are you working with people strictly just on like human designs? Do you do human design readings or is it like, no, this is for my clients who I teach business to. Um, so I offer human design readings separately, but what I will say to people is that the reading is, it's going to change your life because it's going to give you a new perspective of, oh, that's why I do this. And that's why I'm this way. And that's why I operate this way. However, it's, it's not enough to just get the reading. It's Mm -hmm. like, you have to start embodying that you have to start implementing that. So having the knowledge doesn't change you. So I really recommend like, I I mean, a, a personal reading with me is, is priced fairly high versus if you work with me for six months, I'm going to do your reading and then we're going to implement all of that. And then you're going to see the changes in the shifts. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it makes so much sense. It's like, oh, well, I bought the gym equipment. I bought the workout clothes Mm -hmm. and you showed me how to work out, but, um, I think I'm good now. (laughs) I mean, like it just, that's not how that works, mama. That's not how that works. You have to get up and see it through. So that's, that totally makes sense. Um, so I'd love to know a little bit of a success story that you've had with a client that you've worked with. Um, I think, I mean, there's so many to choose from, but the one that I always go back to is my client, Sarah, Mm -hmm. Sarah, um, came to me. She was in corporate America. She was in the LND learning and development space. 
Sarah made, um, after bonuses and everything about 150 K a year. Mm-hmm. And she came to me and she said that she had hired numerous coaches before, and she was not able to start and grow her business. And so she came to me with an idea of what she wanted to do for her business, but it was not established. She had nothing up. She was not marketing. She was doing nothing. And so she hired me. Um, she hired me at the end of November. We didn't actually start until the first week of December. And I read her human design chart and I told her how to implement and Sarah's a hustler. So she goes straight into strictly strategy. Right. And then she's like, it's not working. And I was like, yeah, of course it's not working. How are you implementing these things? And she thought it, she thought it was total bullshit because mm-hmm. I kept telling her, I was like, you're an energy being you're guided by your sacral. You're doing all of the things, but I need you to have fun because your energy cannot grow. Your aura cannot grow and expand to receive people. If you are not having fun. And she was just burning the candle at both ends, going to work nine, nine to five, and then coming home and trying to work on her business. Well, she told me later on, she was like, I thought you were like crazy when you told me to do this. And I was like, oh, okay. So then in January, I kept saying the same thing to her and she was like, fine, I'll, I'll do it. So she starts having fun. She starts having fun in her business, having fun in her life. All of a sudden, January, she signs three clients. February, she signed, I believe four. March, she put in her two week notice and that year she made $400,000 her first year in business. And she told, she tells me all the time. She was like, I thought you were crazy, but when I actually listened, it worked. Yeah. I think that's really uh, a beautiful story. And how cool is that? And, and again, like just cause you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Like I always think about that. I joke around and like, I hold a pen in my hand and I say, what's going to happen when I let go. It's just going to fly away. Right? Like everyone knows it's going to fall. How do you know that? Because of gravity. The thing is you can't see gravity, but you see how it affects the pen, right? It's like, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. You get in your car, you turn on the radio, you hear voices in your car. How? Radio waves. Can you see those? No. Like you have to understand there's so much more. And um, what you said is funny about your client. It's like, why do you even get a coach if you're not going to listen to them? Right? Like, <laughs> okay. Like don't waste your time coming to me and being like that, but cause I will shake you. But um, I, I want to let you know, I personally always pick a mentor that makes me feel very uncomfortable. Um, I know a lot of people like to pick mentors that are similar to them that they relate to. Um, I personally, um, you know, even I'm, I'm a nice person. I do mean that, but I'm somebody that will get you out of comfort zone. And, and that's a big part of it. That's how you have growth is when you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I usually find somebody that triggers me a lot because if I get triggered, that means that I'm not, I am uncomfortable. So that means I need to grow. So what happens though, when you hire mentors that make you uncomfortable is that you question them a lot is that you're like, why is she thinking this? Why am I doing it? Why wouldn't do this? That doesn't make sense. She doesn't know what she's talking about, but you have to trust that if you have invested in somebody that there's a reason for it, nothing is a coincidence. And sometimes we don't necessarily get monetary returns that we think we're supposed to get, but like, there's always the lesson. And if you can find it, it's always going to be gold. And so, um, I'll tell you that there is times when I first started working with mentors, I was like, she doesn't know what she's talking about, but I like, I would be pretty resistant, but the second I gave in, 
whoa, leaps and bounds. If you, you can't keep doing the same thing again and again and expect a different outcome. Hello, <laughs> you have to do it differently. And so um, I know that my clients come to me, they have some resistance because I'm going to push them out of the comfort zone and you just got to trust. Like that's, that's the part of mentoring that a lot of people forget. It's like, you got to really just surrender and be supported by the person that you're trusting to mentor you. And so I'm glad that that client did that because look, ta-da. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. That's interesting. You hired that person for a reason, right? Like I kind of did the same thing. Um, I hired this coach and she told me to do something. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I was like, wait, Yolanda, you spent a lot of money for her insight. Exactly. Try it. And obviously it worked. Yeah. It's always when you're like, I don't think so, but you do it anyway, that it works. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, So I'm curious too, a little bit, When it comes to, so we talked to, so knowing human design, again, I love this. I wrote this down. If you judge a fish by the ability to climb a tree, it's going to forever think that it's stupid, right? Is that what you said? Something like that. Um, So if I find out, for instance, going back to the business strategy, instead of, we all have done this and we all have heard people who've done this. Oh, I bought the program and I followed the system to the T, but it didn't work for me, but it worked for her and her and her, but I did it to the T and everyone's like, no, you probably didn't follow it correctly. You're like, no, I did do it. But it's like, one, don't be a victim. Okay. We just need to understand that's not how this works. Um, And that's, that's, I like how you do this because I'm very much in line with this. There's a reason I call myself a consultant. I don't really call myself a coach. And the reason is, is because I believe that you're the CEO of your business. It is your ultimate decision. Being that I've been in the industry and I've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs, um, I literally have learned how attorneys do it, how psychics do it, how, you know, um, business women do it, like all the different things. So um, I, 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 I know what works well and what doesn't work well. And that's what makes a good mentor. They can tell you, they can suggest to you. How's that? They can suggest to you what to do, but also what not to do because they've already experienced it. And so even if I don't think it's the best option, I still want you to have that choice. I still want you to know about it. I personally am going to use my intuition to share with you what I think is best for you, but ultimately it is your choice. Whatever you decide, I will help you to support. But um, the thing is, it's it's true. It's not about following a system, it's about following your system. And that's what I help my clients to do. And I know that's what you do too. You help channel your system. So how is it, um, you know, doing what you do? How do, once you learn who you are and, and kind of the way of your solar, um, excuse me, your sacral and, and knowing all these different energy points that actually helps you to do better in business. Like, how does that work exactly? How, um, I mean, there's a whole, I mean, there's just so many moving parts to this, but here's the thing. I always tell my clients, you either have a marketing problem, you have a sales problem, Doesn't or be. you have an energy problem, right? Okay. So pretty much to what you were just saying is like, I followed the system to the T and it didn't work for me. Okay. Well now here's the three things that you have to look at and really dive down. Right. So marketing is, are you not getting in front of your ideal client? That's marketing. Are you not, you know, positioning the offer to make it something that they would actually spend money on that they actually find value in. Okay. So if you're not doing that, then that's a marketing problem. So if you don't, if, if you're good with marketing, like I find this a lot, so many people with way more followers and, and just so yeah. many, you know, like hire me 
because they're not able to convert the sale. So now that, I- that is my number one client, like my multiple seven figure people, they are drowning in leads. And it's funny, they look at me and I have like a thousand followers on Instagram, but like I'm making money. <laughs> it's like, they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, so I'm getting all these people with much larger followings because here's the thing they have been able to connect in some way with these people, which is, which means that they're getting visible, they're marketing. But now they have a sales problem because it's not converting, right? right? So if you don't know how to sell, if you don't know how to make it tangible, if you don't know how to bring the value, then you're not going to close. Now, if you're doing all of the marketing, you've got people's eyes on you and you're doing all of the sales strategies, you, you know how to make it tangible, you know how to add value and it's still not converting, well, then you have an energy issue and that's not something that can be fixed with a strategy. That's something that has to then be embodied. That's something that you have to take ownership of who you are and show up confident because just like you keep saying, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. If I get on a call with someone, I can instantly tell whether they're they're confident in what they're giving me or not. And whether your client picks up on they're not confident or not, they probably won't, but they feel something that feels like this is not the person for me. This is not yeah. right. Yeah. So human design is taking all of these pieces of you, all of your energy and it's saying, okay, well, this isn't working out for you because that's not actually how you shine in your energy. That's not actually your power in your energy. And it's saying, do it this way, operate this way. And then it's like the floodgates start opening, but yeah, there are strategies that, you know, like if you have a defined throat, I'm going to tell you, okay, you need to speak up. You need to go live. You need to speak on a podcast. You need to, you know, do TED talks, whatever, like you need to speak to your people. So there's, there's a strategy to it, but there's a lot of energetics. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And, um, I'm, I'm really happy that we're just talking about this because really what, what I think it is, is giving yourself permission to fuck up and giving yourself like ability to, if <laughs> you're going to make mistakes, like you're going to not get it perfect. And you really just have to stick to your traits. I think where we're, all of us go wrong, and I'm curious if you ever experienced this because I personally did, I caught it soon enough, but I see this happen to a lot of people, especially clients and colleagues. Um, you you do really well in the beginning. A lot of us kind of have, uh, some of us, you know, have our stories, we really hit it off in the beginning. And it's because many of us came from a corporate position that really set us up for success. I mean, think about it. Like I was always forecasting budgeting. I was um, always, you know, the sales manager, like I knew how to make sales, but sales is just one aspect of business. And like you said, if your pool dries up, you've sold to everybody in that area, you're going to have to really build your marketing as well. Like you're going to have to, but the thing is, um, a lot of times when you get established, you're hitting your multiple six figures, getting to seven. Now what happens is you think, okay, I'm at this level. Now I have to do the thing that the seven figure girls do. And it's like, don't do that. If it's working, keep doing it. So for instance, I'll show you what I did. Okay. Well I'm making, you know, tons of money. Um, you know, we're basically at seven figures within our second year. And that means it's time to get my marketing team. Yeah. I need to do a big marketing team because I need the TikToks. I got to be pointing at the floating boxes that aren't there. Like that's, what's doing it. You know, I got to make sure I have a YouTube and I have the emails now. And now, now I need a blog. So now the website has to be extra shiny. And like, you know, and all of a sudden you do that. And I'm not upset that I did it because you're always going to be like, okay, I'm glad I'm the cause that creates the effect that I've, I have to brief what works, what doesn't, what am I going to do different? Well, I'm not going to do that. Um, I noticed that that was a story I told myself that I had to invest a lot in marketing because that's what people care about. 
no, you know what? I do really well, not having a big following. It's not my thing. Like, um, it's more so I believe my strength is in connection. I believe it's called social media. I think just going directly to that person and having a conversation, that's where I thrive. And that's, that's my lane. If, if you keep driving and you look on the side of the road at what other people are doing, you're going to crash <laughs> like, or you're going to really slow down. And that's dangerous in the world of entrepreneurship, in my opinion, like it's about really kind of keep moving. Um, so I was curious if you ever experienced that, or if your knowledge kind of helped you to avoid that. I'm human. So 1000% I've experienced. What that. was your thing? What was your thing? <laughs> so, um, I actually didn't have a podcast until, I don't know, maybe seven or eight months into my business. It was something that I wanted to do for fun. And I was already making money in my business. Um, I was profitable from month one. Yep. Um, but when I started the podcast, new avenues started opening up for me, more clients started coming, people were literally finding the podcast and saying, like, I have to work with you. And then I had an old Instagram account that had reached 7000 followers, but I didn't have the engagement that other people had. And so I hired this coach that yep. was like making all of her money on social media. And she was like, socials where it at, where it's at, you got to master this. So then I was like, okay, engagement slow. Let me delete half of these people. So I deleted 3,500 people engagement increased for a little bit. And then it was slow again. And then I read somewhere you're not supposed to delete people. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start a new Instagram. Now, currently I have less than 2000 followers. I think I'm at 1800 right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was so focused on building social that that's where all of my energy went. And I was like, wait a minute, the, the podcast was literally bringing people to me like clockwork. Mm. And so it's like this year I was like, why, why am I doing this? And so it's like, yeah, of course I show up on social. Of course I'm doing those things, but my energy, my focus is on what works for me, which is going live, which is the podcast again, manifesting generator tendencies. Those so, are my two things. <laughs> yeah. That's so it. it's like, you know, you have to stick with what works for you versus following the pack. I love that. This was such a good conversation. And I know the listeners are going to kill me. I'm going to get so many emails if I don't ask this very important question. So what happened with your uncle? <laughs> Does he still have the money? What did he do with it? <laughs> okay. So this is why I teach embodiment. This is why I teach doing the inner work. It's a really sad story, actually. So the typical stats of a lottery winner is like in four to five years, you're broke. One thing that my uncle did really, really well was when he won the money, he purchased a ton of properties that he rented out. And so um, this gave him an income about 200 to $250,000 a year. Within four to five years, uh, he no longer had the millions that he had. He blew right through it. Um, and uh, shortly after, he wound up passing away from cirrhosis of the liver. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he drank himself to death. Here's the thing. And that's why, again, we're business owners. We're, we're looking for success. We want fulfillment. We want happiness. We want freedom. We want options. But we, and going back to my own story too, like we cannot sacrifice our own life along the way because truly happiness really is the only thing that matters. Being, mm -hmm. being fulfilled is truly the only thing that matters. And so he had all of the money in the world could literally buy whatever he wanted. And he was so miserable that he drank himself to death. That's an inner work problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it, it's, it's really, really, really crazy when you're a woman who prays to God for a thousand dollars because you don't even have a hundred and then, you know, every day you're making tens of thousands and it's like, it, it's, but you still have certain stories to tell yourself or certain fears that pop up and you're like, I'm, I'm different, but I'm kind of the same. Like there's still things that, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because we all think that money will solve it. And then all of a sudden you have it and it's still, there's a lot of things, but when you do the inner things, the money comes to, that's definitely a big part of it. Definitely a big part of it. Um, I'm not the woman at all. The woman who only had a hundred dollars in her pocket, like in some ways has died in many ways. (laughs) Like, and I've been reborn a million times since then. So, but this was a great conversation. Um, What we're going to do is make sure that we leave all the links for uh, our listeners to learn more about you, to learn how to work with you. Of course, your podcast to go listen to as well. Um, When we, you know, suggest uh, our podcasts, our, our listeners, excuse me, when we have guests who have podcasts, I would love for my listeners to go over, check it out. Definitely leave a positive review, subscribe. And thank you so much for doing that for the show as well. But where's the best place in your opinion to have people come and connect with you? Um, right now I am on Instagram quite a bit. So you can go to manifest underscore mad underscore money or, um, my podcast, my website, manifestmadmoney.com. Perfect. And again, to make it nice and easy, we'll put everything in the descriptions, but what a great conversation. I knew it was going to be. So thank you for fulfilling that. <laughs> I was looking forward to it really. Um, this was a great conversation and I'm sure you and I are definitely going to stay in touch. Yeah. As well. So yeah. thank you so much for having me. Of course. And for our listeners until next time, acknowledge it, embrace it. See you through. <laughs>